It is time for the voice of faith with the Reverend Nathaniel Nat Brown. We want to welcome you tonight for our podcast, The Voice of Faith. I'm telling you, we're looking for a time in the Lord here tonight. Yes, yes. I'm telling you, thank you once again for joining in with us tonight on our podcast. And uh, if you would like to write us or get in touch with us, all you have to do is write to the Voice of Faith, 99 Walter Avenue, Sumter, South Carolina. We would love to hear from you. Also, we have a home study course, as I said before on our podcast. We still old school. We still have books. So if you would like to take our Bible Believers Bible Institute correspondence course, we would love to have you. And uh, all you got to do is just uh, get in touch with us, write us a card, or go to my Facebook page at Nathaniel Nat Brown and just send me a uh, address and we will get it in the mail to you. Always remember, it costs you not one cent. The only thing it would cost you is to stamp to get it back to us when you finish an exam. All right, this week we're going to be talking about a subject that I think the world needs to a lot more of, and that is witnessing effectively. And if you have your Bibles and you would like to go, uh, you know, go along with us, turn with us to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Um, that is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. And this week's podcast is uh, Witnessing Effectively. And and we're going to start in verse 1, and then we're going to go back. And I'm going to read about five verses, and then we're going to backtrack, and we are going to explain those verses and tell you and try to help you to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And trust me, in this world that we are living in today, boy, Jesus is soon coming. And I'm telling you, we need to tell others about the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Before we get started, let's go to God in prayer. Also, uh, if you'd like for us to pray for you, and we have a prayer journal, and we have a, a team of prayer partners that has promised us to pray for every name that's in our prayer journal and once again all you have to do is just uh, go to our facebook page nathaniel nat brown and just send us uh, your prayer request and we will love to pray with you pray for you because god's an awesome god let's go to god in prayer right now our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your love and for your mercy. God, you're such an awesome God. We pray for our country today. We pray, God, that peace will come back into our country. We pray for our president, God, that you, through the Holy Spirit, you would give him the knowledge, give him the wisdom, Lord, to do the right things for our country. And all this hate, all this racism stuff, erase it, God from our country and let us have love like never before god's an awesome god and god you can do uh everything and it seems that in this country that was founded on the promises of god it seems that we want 
to erase our flag. We want to erase our Bible. And we want to erase our history. God, I pray that you will open hearts and you will open minds up and give them the mind of Christ and help them, Lord, to renew love like never before. Once again, Jesus, we ask you these blessings in the precious holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you tonight for joining us on the Voice of Faith with the Reverend Dr. Nathaniel Nat Brown. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Listen to this, folks. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. For the reading of God's word. Now, we'll go back in just a few minutes, and we will talk to you and uh, about witnessing to the Lord Jesus Christ effectively. Someone asked a Mercedes-Benz spokesman why the company does not enforce its patent on the energy-absorbing car body, a design that has been copied by other car companies because of its success in reducing passengers' injury and accident. He replied to the question that was asked to him. He replied, because some things in life are too important not to share. I want to reiterate and repeat that statement. Because some things in life are too important not to share. The same tonight is true for the gospel of Christ. If we are saved and born again, we want to confess and tell somebody about the love of Jesus. We want them to know that same Jesus. We want them to know that peace that passes all understanding. So, as the man replied, because some things in life are too important not to share, the same is true for the gospel of Christ. But to be effective witness, we should take the initiative to share. What did verse 1 say? And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom. Means that he depended not on oratorical abilities, nor did he delve into philosophy, which was all the rage of that particular day. He was saying, I didn't come to you with the excellency of speech or of wisdom. But he said, I came to you Declare it unto you the testimony of God. And that testimony of God is the Lord Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I, I like to put this one of the fundamentals of the faith. And that is we must accept that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin birth. He was crucified on a cruel cross. 
they whipped him, they spit upon him, they put a crown of thorns on his head, and he died on that cross for our sins. But God commended his love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. And one of the fundamentals of the faith, he came as a virgin birth. He was the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And we must witness to the fact that we know that. And how do we know that? We know that because we have got a Bible that says that, praise God. And he said, this is true wisdom. And this chapter was written around A.D. 59. And he said, brethren, he said, I want to tell you something. Brethren, I'm coming to you with the effective witness because I'm not coming to you in speech I'm not coming to you in fancy words. I'm not even coming to you in wisdom. I'm coming to you, declaring unto you the testimony of God. And the testimony of God, which is Jesus Christ, him crucified, resurrected from the dead. So we must take the initiative to share. This is something we don't pay our preacher to do. Some folks have the, the thinking that, well... I've got a pastor. That's what we pay him for. We pay him go out to witness. No, folks, I want you to listen to me as we do this podcast. Every one of us who are saved, who are born again, we need to be sharing the wonderful gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to this lost and dying world. But we need to take the initiative to share, not just sit back and somebody else is going to do it or they will be okay and uh, uh, let somebody else do it. That's not witnessing effectively. Take the initiative to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You might say, well, I don't have good speech. I don't have wisdom. I want to tell you what, folks. If you're born again and you know one verse, and that's John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I want to tell you something. Praise God, you have got the witnessing tool that you need right there. I want you to know that. Praise God, you have got the witnessing tool right there in that one verse. And whoa, praise God, that's a powerful verse too. Hallelujah. Take the initiative to share. The next thing is verse 2. He says, for I determine." not to know anything among you with purpose and design. Paul did not resort to the knowledge or philosophy of the world regarding the preaching of the gospel. And I, I hate to say it, there's some seminaries out there is trying to talk you out of the gospel. There's a lot of preachers out there today is not preaching the gospel. They're preaching some uh, creed, some doctrine. But I want to know, we need, I want to know, are you preaching the gospel, if you're a preacher out there. And Paul said, I determined not to know anything among you. He said, but I do know this right here. He said, I know, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And folks, I want you to know one thing, that and that alone is the message which will save the sinner, set the captive free, and give the believer perpetual victory. That right there is what would do it. It's not having a doctorate degree on the wall. It's not having the best education in the world. And I don't want nobody to leave here tonight and say that I'm against these things because I am not. I'm just saying 
like old Paul. I'm determined to not know anything among you. He said, I'm not smarter than anyone in here. And, but I do know one thing. I know save Jesus Christ. I know him. I know Jesus Christ. I know him crucified. And I know he had to go to that cross for my sins. I know that right now. He said, I might not know the knowledge or philosophy of your day, but I do know this one thing here, and that is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. Focus on the cross. When you witness to someone, focus on the cross, not denomination, not some church creed, not some doctrine, but the doctrine of the Bible. The word doctrine simply means teaching. So you must focus on the cross of Christ. Focus to the cross of Christ is what saves people right there. And if you're going to be uh, witnessing effectively, I want to tell you what. There's some things in life are too important not to share, and that is true of the gospel. And focus on the cross of Christ. Don't focus on your church. Don't focus on your denomination. All these things are good, but you focus on the Christ, Jesus Christ, the cross of Christ. Let me tell you something. The church is a building, and when the snatching away takes place, there's not one piece of carpet. There's not one two-by-four. That's going up when Jesus Christ comes in the air and when he blows that trumpet and the dead in Christ is going to rise first. And those which are alive and remain shall be called up to be with the Lord. Just remember, not peace, not one piece, not one fiber of the carpet that's in that building is going up. But people, the ones that know the Lord Jesus Christ, that's why it is important, very important, praise God, to focus on the cross of Christ and tell people about Jesus. Now, verse 3 and 4, this is very important here. In verse 3 and 4, it says, And I was with you. He said, I was with you. I was personal with you. He said, I was with you in weakness, an expression here of utter dependence on God. Have you ever been so down in your walk with the Lord that you had nowhere to turn in your weakness and you had to depend on God. This is what Paul was saying. And I was with you in weakness. He says, and in fear, fear that he might not properly preach the cross. Remember what I said in, in a few minutes in, in verse 2 about focus on the cross of Christ? Well, Paul was worried in weakness and in fear that he might not properly preach to the cross. And in much trembling, and listen, Paul was in much trembling, he realized the significance of what he was preaching and his inadequacy regarding his own person. So he had, y'all ready for this? Verse 4. He said, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, he knew that would not set anyone free. The modern church today should take a lesson from this verse right here. And Paul said, I want to be repetitive. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. He knew that would not set anyone free. He knew that that would not save anyone. But then he comes with this right here. He said, he comes but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, 
Now, this speaks of what the Holy Spirit can do in the hearts and lives of believers if the cross is properly preached and believed in. So here we go. Verse 3 and 4 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 is simply saying, when you be a when you are witnessing effectively, you must rely, oh hallelujah, you must rely on the Holy Spirit's empowerment. Now I want to take you back. I want to take you back just a few steps, and that few steps was in John 14, 26, where Jesus Christ he actually told his disciples, he said, I don't want you to leave Jerusalem. I want you to wait here uh, for the promise of the Father. He said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you someone. I'm going to send you that comforter. And John 14, 26 says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send out my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to you remembered. So in this uh, part of the witnessing effectively, Rely on the Holy Spirit's empowerment. Rely on John 14, 26, that the Holy Spirit will bring things to your remembrance, will bring scriptures to your remembrance, praise God, and that the Holy Spirit is going to help you. And um, you don't have to be with the enticing man, uh, words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. And where you get that power from is through the Holy Spirit. Praise God. I'm going to tell you what, that will bless you right there. And, and I wish we had an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and we're not talking about a particular denomination, but we're talking about, we're, I would like to see an outpouring of the Spirit of God like it was on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all and I'm going to put it in my words, they were all in one place. They were in the upper room. And when their hearts and their minds got in one accord, the Spirit of God came. The Holy Ghost came as a rushing mighty wind. And it came through the door, praise God. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, praise God, that is the kind of power that's what we need today to come down, praise God, once again like the day of Pentecost. And folks, I want to tell you what, some churches, if the Holy Spirit would come in, they wouldn't recognize it. So if you're going to be effective witness, you must rely on the Holy Spirit's empowerment to help you in every step of the way of telling someone of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 5, that your faith shall not stand in the wisdom of men. It speaks of any proposed way other than the cross. That your faith shall not stand in the wisdom of men. You know, there are some folks out there, they think they're the only one going to heaven. And you know, there's doctrines in the Bible. And I want to say this tonight. There's doctrines in the Bible and we Christians, uh, one group, they want to be right, and the other group, they want to be right. Well, let me tell you something. The wisdom of God, hallelujah, praise God. The wisdom of God is the main thing. Hallelujah. Jesus is all-powerful, and it is of no private interpretation. We do more harm arguing about these things. Let a man work out his own salvation with fear and trembling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Rely on the Holy Spirit's empowerment. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. Verse 5. But in the power of God. Now, what's in the power of God? How is this made possible? It's made possible from the fact that Jesus Christ went to the cross and died on that cross for our ever sin. So in verse 5, it's also saying this statement right here also. And that statement is, trust God for the results. Remember, you just the messenger. you not the Savior. Jesus Christ is the Savior. You got that? Jesus Christ is the Savior, not you. You're just the messenger. You're the one that is witnessing. And sometimes it's good to uh, stick to the Bible, but sometimes your own personal testimony might be the key that will help somebody to open the door for that Spirit of God to reach down and convict them. Remember, unless the Spirit draweth a man, it's going to take the Spirit of God. You've got to rely on the Holy Spirit's empowerment, and you got to trust God for the results. Trust God. God is the giver. God is the healer. God is the one that's going to give the results. Praise God. And, and that's how you're going to be an effective witness. And I would tell everybody, to all us soul winners out there, we talk about the uh, Romans Road. And the Romans Road is, is I promise you, if you're going to witness to someone, you're going to have to use the Romans Road. John 3.16 would be a good one. I like to throw 17th verse in there. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I like to put the 17th verse in there. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. See out there, folks, you're going to run into people. Some's going to be alcoholics. Some's going to be drug addicts. They're going to be all kind of situations. They're all going to be all kind of problems. But I want to tell you one thing. There's not a sin that Jesus will not forgive. And I want you to know one thing tonight, that if you out there and you hear this podcast, and you say, I'm too bad of a sinner. Maybe you're out there and you've even had an abortion. Did you know God still loves you? God still loves you. There's not a sin. I want to tell you something tonight. God loves you. He loves you so much that he sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on that cross for our every sin. So I want you to know one thing tonight. If someone comes to you and you lost and you, you undone, don't sit there and say, I'm too bad of sinner. I'm too bad a person. You listen to that person that's witnessing to you and let the Spirit of God speak to you and listen to that Romans road and listen to that John 3.17. For God sent not sent, sent his Son not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. See, we should not be, as Christians, we should not be in the condemning business. We should be in the business to reaching down and helping lost mankind to step up, lift up. Praise God, praise God. Then the next verse you need to memorize is Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All, all of us are sinners, for all of us. Romans three twenty three, and then Romans 6, 23, 
For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Next one is Romans 5, 8. But God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. And also, I like this one, Romans 10, 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So, also the 10th verse. When you get it, confess it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't be ashamed of it. When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, here's the next thing. This is another verse to tell them to know that they are saved. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Did you hear that? All things become new. You are happy. Praise God, you're happy. You can clap your hands. You can shout hallelujah and just have a wonderful time in the Lord, knowing that you're saved and you're born again. And just remember that and tell it everywhere you go. And guess what? As you mature, you're going to become a witness and tell people of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Man, is that powerful. The gospel is too important to keep quiet. Let's take the initiative to go do some powerful soul winning and witnessing. Let us focus on the cross. Focus on the cross. That is the key right there. And allow God to work through us to bring others to himself. Others to the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, what an awesome time. And folks, I want to say this here. We will never know who we have touched until we get to heaven. I tell this story, and I'm going to tell this story in this podcast tonight. A lot of people, you ask them the question, do you know who Mordecai Ham is? And uh, probably about 90% or maybe less than that, they have never heard the name of Mordecai Ham. Would you say, how many of you ever heard of Billy Graham? And hands would go up all over the building, all over the auditorium. Well, folks, I want to tell you something. Mordecai Ham went outside of Charlotte, North Carolina with a little gospel tent. And a farm dairy boy came walking under that tent and gave his heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And thousands upon thousands has been saved because of that. But I want to tell you what. I look at this thing and... And every time that Billy Graham's gone on to be with the Lord, and he's up there with Mordecai Ham now and his wife, but I can just see or uh, think about Mordecai Ham in heaven and, G- and Billy Graham having a crusade, and hundreds and hundreds would come and accept the Lord Jesus Christ. And they would look over at Mordecai and says, Because of you, because of you going to Charlotte, look at the souls are being saved. Praise God. The gospel is too important to keep quiet. And let's take the initiative tonight. Let's focus on the cross and allow God to work through us to bring others to himself. Praise God. A soul is too valuable to lose. And the devil's out there getting and doing everything he can to take people's mind off Jesus and the church. Look at what's going on in America today. Folks, if we ever need a revival, we need it 
now. If we ever needed to witness, we need it now. Praise God. Praise God. I want to thank you once again for allowing me to come into your car, your home, your computer, your office, wherever you might be. I want to thank you for allowing me and thanking you for listening to our podcast, The Voice of Faith. I believe in faith, and I want to be that voice of faith. I want to be that voice to help someone. Maybe you're out there tonight and you uh, you feel like life is not worth living. Get in touch with some. Maybe you feel like um, suicide. Don't do it. God loves you and he wants to save you. So I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast. Like I said, if you would like to write us, um, you can do it through email, reverendnat94 at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Send our prayer, send your prayer requests there. If you would like to sign up for our home study course, The New Testament Journey, we would love to have you. Go to reverendnat94 gmail.com. Or you can write us at um, The Voice of Faith, 99 Walter Avenue, Sumter, South Carolina, 29153. Now, The Voice of Faith and the Bible Believers Bible Institute is a ministry of the Walker's Chapel Independent Free Will Baptist Church, which I am a pastor of. If you're in the Sumter, South Carolina area, we would love for you to come out and be with us in one of our services. Praise God. Until the next time, keep looking for the Voice of Faith podcast with the Reverend Dr. Nathaniel Nat Brown. We want to say God bless our veterans. We want to say thank you to all our veterans. We want to say thank you to all the men and women in uniform, all our police officers. We want to thank you so much for the job that you're doing, and we want you to know that you're loved. Go out and tell someone about Jesus. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the words that you have given us tonight. And I ask you, Lord, to let us be that witness and tool that is needed to win the loss to the Lord Jesus Christ. I love you now, Lord, and I praise you. And we ask you all these blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Until the next time, remember, I love you, but there's a man that loves you more than I ever could. His name is called Jesus. He died for your every sin. God bless you, and God bless America.